Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Drummer Daily Podcast, the only daily podcast dedicated just to drummers. Go to my website at danielhadaway.com. Well, hey there again. Hope you're doing well. I know that I'm doing all right. I am freezing cold in my office, uh, and it's dark and rainy and dreary outside. Um, and I'm right now I'm recording this just after Thanksgiving. And so I'm recovering from overeating and probably taking it a little too easy over resting, if that's even possible (laughs) over, uh, over a holiday. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at today. I hope you're doing all right though. Uh, so what we're going to start, uh, on today and for the next few podcast episodes is we're going to be talking about playing with a click track. Now, um, I don't want this to be boring or uh, if, if you're, you haven't thought a lot about playing with a click track, I don't want this to not apply to you at all. So I'm, I'm going to make sure that every episode includes some useful info, um, about playing drums kind of overall as well. So you won't, don't feel like you're going to be left out or these episodes are going to be especially boring. Uh, if you're not interested in playing with a click, I, I want to make sure that, um, that that's, uh, something that's, uh, still going to be relevant to you no matter what where you're at. Um, so today I thought we'd talk about before I get in I have I'm going to give you um, over the next few episodes I'm going to give you some very concrete tangible things you can do uh, right away to, to get better with at playing with a click track. Um, but kind of before we get there I want to give you a way to kind of quickly tell how you're doing playing with a click track if you've, if you've never really thought about it or um, even if maybe you don't think about it, you think you play with a click and nothing seems to go wrong, so you're fine. Um, I'm going to give you some extra kind of criteria to judge yourself by, for lack of a better term. So um, c- kind of the thing that I want to get at today is is there's, there's another level. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. So... Um, if you play along with a click track or play along with a song, if you're playing along with like an MP3 player or whatever, and the songs you're playing along with, those are recorded to a click track. And you don't seem to lose your way, so to speak. You can play along with the songs just fine. Um, uh, you might think, okay, I'm great at playing with a click track. I'm good. Um, I think for me, that's probably where I was at for a very long time. Um, and it wasn't until I started getting some recording sessions and uh, some gigs doing doing stuff like that where I started to become acutely aware that there was another level of precision 
um, that I should be able to get to or needed to get to because other guys could get there. There's a level of accuracy in my in playing uh, on the beat or where you're situated in reference to the click, if you're ahead or behind or right on, um, and consistency with that. There is another level that is just it's so far beyond what most people even pay attention to. And without being critical of other players, like that is the thing that I notice more than anything else. When I'm watching videos of, of other drummers um, on Instagram or YouTube drum covers or anything like that, what I notice is that there are guys who can play the parts that are in the songs. They can match it fill for fill as far as if you were to notate out what they're playing, that you're, what you're watching on the video, and then you were to notate out what the drummer in the recording is is playing, they're identical. But it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound right. And and it's 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 all about what your standards at. And when and as soon as I went to the recording studio and and became aware of what the real standard was for how good good can be as far as accuracy in my playing goes, that's when I kind of had to go back to the drawing board and really think about what I was doing. And that's actually, I think, probably around the time when I decided to simplify pretty much everything I did. That's when I got rid of all the toms from my drum kit. That's when I got rid of all the cymbals. That's when I stopped looking for complicated things to learn and realized playing a simple backbeat can be one of the most challenging things to do correctly. And I could spend the rest of my life just playing one and three on the kick, two and four on the snare, and eighth notes on the hi-hat, and never get to a really, 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 really good level of, of perfection or anything close to perfection on that. There's so much to do inside of that pattern, that most simple beat, that that I don't need to worry about all the other stuff until I can figure that out. Um, that's when I went to play. So around that time when I kind of got there, I just that's when I started playing with just one floor tom, um, not, you know, for, for, to have something else to hit other than the snare, but that's really it. Um, all these other drums and cymbals can be a distraction and they can pull your attention away from even paying attention if you're playing accurately. So there is another level underneath correctly playing the notes, um, that I spend all of my energy and effort in my playing on achieving. I really don't care about the technical stuff. That stuff will come as you get more comfortable, but that 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 feel, that groove, that that accuracy and consistency is something that that there is an infinite amount of improvement that can be made before you even get to the notes you're playing, um, as far as how complex they are. So all that to say, what I want to give you today are a couple of tips for quickly judging if you were playing along with a song that um, you think was played with a click tracker, probably was edited to be perfect. Uh, you know, program drums, things like that. Or if you're playing with a click track, so recordings or click track, um, how to quickly figure out um, if you are behind the click, meaning you're playing a little late um, each hit, or you are right with the click track, so like you're kind of playing perfectly, as perfect as a human can be maybe. Um, or you're playing early, which means you're playing ahead of the click track, which means you're, um, you're hitting the snare drum or the kick drum or whatever, before the sound of the click is actually being made. Um, so um, I've kind of got three, three steps for this, or three, three uh, 
three things to listen for, and this will quickly tell you where you're sitting with the click track. And this is assuming that you're not blasting the click track in your ears. That's that's something that um, is kind of a basic uh, principle that I always follow is you got to play with the click track about as quiet as you can stand to have it. Um, and that's a good place to start with. So um, the uh, so play, play with the click track as quiet as you can. All right, so let's say you're playing along with a click track. Um, and it's just a normal kind of, let's say it's a eighth note, you know, kind of click, kind of a cowbell or, you know, woodblock sound or whatever. So you're playing along with it and you just, while you're playing, and you can also do this while, uh, you know, if you record it, it's really easy to figure out if you're, uh, if you're using the click track that's built into your recording program, it's really easy to look and see if your, you know, your notes or the spikes in your notes are hitting before or after the click or right with it. But, um, let's say you're just listening and you're listening while you're playing, um, Here's a good way to do it. This is also, again, assuming you don't have the click track blasting in your ears or also too quiet, just a nice kind of mid-range, moderate volume level. Um, the first one is, if you cannot hear the click track at all, but you know that, it, but when you stop playing, you can hear it, and then you start playing and you can't hear the click track at all, well, that means you're doing great. That means you are you are lining up so perfectly with the click track that the sound of your drums is is speaking right on top of that click and uh, you're good. Now, that, for me even, most of the time doesn't happen. Um, and so I always default to playing a little behind the click. Um, now, I, I, I do, if I, if I focus, I can play right with the click. Um, and, that, and also that just depends on the producer. If I'm doing recording, a lot of times the producer will say, hey, play right with the click, like lock in, because we, tra- we got drum loops or something else that we need to line up with. So you need to play perfectly, basically, or he might say lay back a little bit. And there are times when, when you know, I'll be asked to play in front of the click. Like if you want to kind of make it feel like the chorus maybe is speeding up a little bit to kind of push a little bit, uh, you can play in front. But most of the time I'm asked either lay back or, um, or play right with the click. Anyway, if you can't hear the click at all, um, that probably means you're playing right with it. So then you're left with the other two options. Uh, if you if you can hear the click, it means you're either playing a little too fast, a little in front of the click, or a little too slow, a little um, behind the click. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Making sure I didn't get my words mixed up. So the way I think about it is this, and there's I'm going to tell you the short answer, then I'm, I'm going to tell you why. So the the if listen to when you're playing with the click, and if the sound, the combined sound of the click track and your drums, it sounds like a flam. Uh, so you know what, if you know what a flam is, if you don't know what a flam is, look it up. Um, uh, I don't think I have time to explain it. But if the, the two sounds, the sound of the click track and your drum sounds like a flam, most likely you are playing a little behind the click track. So in other words, you are playing a little bit slower than what the click is. And I don't mean slow in the sense of you're not, your tempo might actually be consistent. You might actually be consistently playing at the same tempo. You're just aligning a little bit behind the click. You're second in line to the click, basically, if you're walking in a straight line with the click. Um, That's kind of a weird visual, walking in a line with the click. Anyway, uh, so, all right. So if, if it sounds like a flam, you're playing behind the click. If you can't, if it doesn't sound like a flam to you, but you're still hearing the click, it means you are playing ahead of the click. So um, that's basically it. You can basically can ask yourself two questions and you can figure out what you're doing. You can say, can I hear the click? 
If no, that means you're playing perfectly. If yes, then ask yourself, does it sound like a flam? If it does sound like a flam, then you're playing late or you're laying back. And if you, if it doesn't sound like a flam, that means you're playing early. So why is that? Well, generally speaking, if you adjust the click volume down to a level where um, I'm, well, it's like what I'm talking about, where it's a moderate volume level, where it's not super loud, and it's so it's quiet enough to where that if you're playing right with it, you can't hear it. Then that means that chances are the sound of the click that you're perceiving is going to be quieter than the sound of you hitting a drum. And so the combined effect of what is a flam? Well, a flam is you know the the uh, a small note followed by a a, a loud note you know, basically right on the same beat, but just, you know, the, the, the small notes a little bit before the beat. So when you're playing with a click and you're doing a single hit on a drum, if that click is contributing to it sounding like a flam, that means that that little quiet click sound compared to your playing is happening before the drum hit. So that's why if it sounds like a flam, you're probably laying back. It means, it means your snare drum or your kick drum or whatever is hitting a little behind the, um, the click. So the opposite is true. So if you if it doesn't sound like a flam, but you're still hearing that click, it means that most likely your drum is hitting uh, on a beat, and then that click sound that's quiet is playing afterwards. And it, so basically, it would almost be like a, if you were notating it out, it almost would look like a, you know writing it out on sheet music. It might look like you know like a reverse flam or whatever, like where uh, the big note comes first and the little note comes second. Well, that doesn't really sound like a flam. That just kind of sounds like two notes in a row. It sounds like a loud note and then a quiet note. So if it doesn't sound like a flam, but you're still hearing it, most likely you're playing early. Um, And the way that you can kind of test that is, like I said, to record it and look and see if the spikes line up with, you know, a grid on a recording program or... um, also, just if you can if you can be aware enough of what you're playing and kind of start to push, start to push that snare drum hit a little a little bit sooner, or maybe hold it back just a little bit. Um, that's a good way to kind of judge and see if that's right. I hope this isn't too confusing. Send me an email if it is. Um, I, I tried to cram this into a short, you know, one of our daily episodes, and I realize I'm coming up on like 14 minutes already on the podcast. So I guess I've failed miserably at my nine minute goal. Uh, for uh, getting these podcasts finished. But it's a Monday when I'm recording this, and I feel like I owe you some extra from over the weekend. All right, so just to recap one more time, uh, listen to your playing with a click. If you can hear the click, then it means you're not playing perfectly. Then if it sounds like a flam, it means that you're playing late. If it doesn't sound like a flam, but you still hear the click, then you're probably playing early. Um, So... Hopefully this is useful for you. And over the next few episodes, we're actually going to talk about um, the five specific steps that I followed back in the day to, in just a few weeks, get rock solid at playing with a click track. And so I'm going to walk you through those five kind of principles, those five ideas, those five strategies that I followed to get there. So this is going to be super useful, super tangible stuff coming up. I hope you listen and I hope that you're enjoying these podcasts. All right. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.